1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us Robert Plank. He's the host of Marketer of the Day podcast and author of WWHW, which stands for Why, What, How to, What If which are questions that I'm sure we all ask of ourselves quite often. It's a computer programmer, membership site designer, podcaster, and internet marketing strategist. It is his mission in life to ensure your book, podcast, and online course are the best they can be. And we certainly appreciate that so that we don't just look like rank amateurs. Using systems, checklists, and templates, you can write a book within an hour and become a published author within 12 hours using the systems that Robert Plank uh, supports us with. You can set up a membership site in a single day. Now, this is impressive because if you have somebody else doing your website or your membership site, they tell you, well, we we can give you a stellar one. You just have to wait eight to 10 weeks. Uh, He also helps to create a blog or a podcast in five minutes or less and so much more. Welcome to the show, Robert.
0: Glad to be here, Dr. Barbara.
1: Well, th- this, is, this is fun. The idea of a membership going up in less than one day is, you know, quite impressive. Um, what platforms do you uh, suggest for this or is this your platform for the membership site?
0: I mean, me personally, I, I like WordPress and Wishlist Member so that way you can start easy, start simple, start small and then add to it. And that's kind of my philosophy with everything. Like you were mentioning, uh, you know, making the course quickly, making the site quickly, making like the, the book quickly. I'm all about getting to perfectionism at some point, but for now doing a proof of concept, proving yourself that it can work and knowing that there are little nips and tucks to be fixed later. But there's, there's so many distractions in life, so many things that can get in the way. And uh, so everyone out there who's watching or listening to your show needs to get at least the, the basic first version one of their idea out there and then improve on it later on because anything can always be improved upon.
1: Absolutely. But as you point out, regardless of how phenomenal or earth shattering your idea is, if it stays in your head, it really is of no value, is it?
0: Right. You'll die with it. That's not good.
1: No, it's not. So WordPress uh, enables you to have membership sites
0: wordpress plus the plus whatever plugin you add on top of it so wordpress is as, as you know it is a blogging platform where you have a website and you can say i want to add a new journal entry a new post and you can click and flip through all kinds of different professional designs and then there is a plugin called wishlist member that we provide in our membership cube course and the idea there is that you, you have you create this content You add a membership plugin, which basically protects it. And then you put a way in front of that to take payments. And then it just makes it very simple, right? If someone has an account, if they have a a username and password with your membership site, then they can get in and see what you have. And the way to get a username and password is to pay for people to pay you money. And if they have not yet paid you money, they don't have a username to get in. So it makes it uh, simple. And it takes a lot of the, the complexity, the moving parts out of it. Either they are in it, or they're not in it, the way to get in is to pay you money.
1: Well, as far as it being a side hustle, shall we say, for doctors and health professionals, this is really fantastic because patients want to know more about certain treatments, whether they are candidates, what their post-treatment care would be like. And if they could go onto a membership site, then uh, instead of having to rely on just doing uh, surfing on the net where they may or may not get accurate information would be a great way for doctors to pick up a little extra money. Uh, Tell me uh, a little bit more about what is in your book.
0: The WWHW book? Yes. So basically, like like we said, there's there's this formula, right? There's why, what, how to, what if, and there's and you you might have maybe seen similar formulas like this of people saying, you know, structure your content this way, or uh, you know, start off like uh, tell them what you're going to tell them, and then tell them that thing, and then tell them what you did tell them. Like every now and then, you hear about these kind of these structures here because many times there's a right way and a wrong way. to to teach someone something. And especially with with your audience, with doctors, it's very easy to get lost in the weeds. It's easy to get lost in all the technicalities and what you as a doctor think is interesting and what, what excites you. And also there's a problem of showing off for other doctors, right? There's maybe you should be speaking to your patients or you should be speaking to people that have this real problem and talking in simple everyday terms. But then you're talking about medical journals and studies and things that you know, excites you, excites other doctors, but then does not excite these people that you're targeting. And so, why, what, how to, what if is this structure? And and so here's what what it means. It's um. So I uh, I I have a, a couple of doctor clients. And some of them are are in things like internal medicine and in like sexual wellness and things like that. Like we even have um, we put out a book with a lot of these uh, doctors at some point. But I don't know that that much about it. Uh, But so basically, let's say that you were talking about uh, like about sleep. So like one of these doctors in this book. He had a chapter just about, you know, sleeping and eating right and things like that. And it's easy to jump in with a big list, right? And to say, well, take take these vitamins and do these things, but then not everyone thinks that way. And so before you even dive into whatever topic you're talking about, explain why explain well okay i'm t- i'm telling you how to get good sleep but why should you get good sleep and and if you have been neglecting sleep or it has not been a priority in your life like what has that led you to and this is called setting up the problem and and getting someone's attention so we start with why and even before getting into the solution we just say Well, what's the problem and what brought you here? Uh, Because like basic psychology and copywriting says that we need to align with people's problems, right? They're searching around. They're not even looking for the answer yet. They're looking up their problems. So before even getting to the solution, we need to let them know that we can understand their problem and we know about them maybe even a little bit more than they know about themselves so we start with the the why issue which is the problem but then even before jumping into the what or before jumping into the solution how to we talk about what so we go from why which is the problem to what which are the the principles the the ideas the concepts the the tools and the toolbox to solve this problem and so if you were this doctor talking about sleep maybe you would talk about about like sleep cycles or about like hormones or about supplements where you're not really getting into like a step-by-step quite yet, but you're saying, well, here are the the things we'll be using, or I might, you know, throw out the, these terms like circadian rhythms, or just so that way, when I use a keyword, you know what my keyword means. And so, and we're still kind of teasing the problem, but getting into uh, the possible ways to solve it. And maybe even at this point, throwing out uh, the the bad alternatives, right? Because someone says, I've got this problem. And you can say, well, maybe you tried this. Maybe you've tried ignoring the problem. Maybe you've tried this outdated solution. Maybe you've tried this weird solution that doesn't quite work. Maybe you've tried uh, you know, drinking 10 Red Bulls a day, for example. And so you exhaust some of these other alternatives. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all guilty, right? You exhaust these other problems and then you finally get into the, the meat, the how-to, which is the thing that you're really looking at to sneak in there where you say, well, here are the steps. Like first step one, like do this. And you walk them through those steps. And then, and if you can tell them the big picture first, say I'll give you all these things and then kind of unpack each one at the end, say, now here are the things I've just told you. And then that leads us to the, the final piece in the secret sauce, which is what if, which is now that I've told you this, what are the next steps? Now that you've gotten a handle on your sleep, maybe the next step is to deal with maybe the, the weight loss that's occurred from you not having sleep or, uh, or like, you know, maybe here are some, maybe that now that I've uh, taken care of the 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 immediate problem of you not sleeping, now here's how to stick with it. here's to make sure you don't fall back into it and so you can see that and we can take any idea where at first maybe we could have had writer's block or we might have been second guessing ourselves as far as well am i explaining this in the right way when you kind of put things in this context here of why here's the problem what here are the principles how to are the steps and then what if here are the possibilities moving forward then now it's it's very difficult to fail and i was so excited about this this topic that i made this book which applies to any blog post you might have but also more importantly any book any podcast any course membership site why what how to what if
1: That's great. Let's back up a moment and, um, you know, let's get back to when you were just younger. Could be just last week. How did this all get started for you? When did you sit down and say, you know what, I love doing this. This is what I want to do for my career. How how did that all come about?
0: I mean, uh, computers, kind of, uh, I mean, computer programming was always kind of like really fun for me, and I think I think we all have that thing in life that just makes our brain explode, that makes our brain just like spark all over the place, for, for lack of a better term. And from and there were a lot of things I knew that I was not good at. Right, I'm not good at like carpentry or, or building things. I'm not a very really good a- athlete or anything like that, but computers and specifically computer programming and uh, kind of like thinking abstractly and like, and writing code. It just, it really scratched uh, an interesting itch for me. And, uh, and when I was 10 years old, I went to this computer camp and I was so stressed out because I thought, I thought that I wouldn't know any computer stuff. And I found this old like computer manual uh, Uh, on how to code C, if if you know what that is and how old that is. And uh, so I found this old computer manual and I stayed up all night. I was 10 years old. I stayed up all night before this summer camp. And I like I was flipping through literally every page and I copied down every page of like just all this code and things I didn't understand and semicolons and brackets. And then when I got there, they said, well, here's how to use a mouse. And they said, this is called a computer monitor. And I thought almost like I I had overstudied, but it was even though it was stressful, it was so fun uh, jumping into that. And then in middle school, or I think in like early high school, I took a a computer programming class and I blew through the textbook in a week. So I was like, okay, like there's, there's something here. And then when I got into college and all that, I found out that being a, a a code monkey, which I guess is maybe like a derogatory term, but like, you know, someone who just a script kitty, someone who codes all day, uh, it doesn't pay that well. It pays maybe thirty five thousand, sixty thousand dollars a year, and if you want to move up into you know one hundred and forty thousand dollars or more, then you had to become like a, a business person and be like an MBA and delegate people and learn to draw charts and kind of get away from the the scrappy fun of all that. And so the the alternative, the maybe the third path that I landed on was entrepreneurship of like making my own software making web pages, marketing it. And that was fun. But then in my early 20s, I quickly realized that I would be blocked in a different way if I did not break out of my shell outside my comfort zone and be a a speaker, right? And be someone that could appear on podcasts like yours, do podcasting of my own and do webinars and like, you know, YouTube videos and blog posts and kind of be like a a teacher and be someone that could like be the be the face of a of a company, so to speak. And so that's kind of the the progression was the figuring out this skill that like really made me come alive that I was good at, that also made money. And then also combined with the maybe slightly uncomfortable aspect of of getting out there being a marketer.
1: Well, knowing a code person is like beyond key and crucial to not only everyone that deals with digital work, but certainly something that I find invaluable myself. When I first started with computers, I started on the DOS system. Thank the Lord for Bill Gates. And you had to type in the various directives that you wanted the computer to do instead of it being so user friendly. Now, everything that we typed in, the computer would say does not compute, does not compute. By the 10th time, believe me, we were typing in some interesting expletives and uh, banging against the uh, casing of the computer, saying, well, does it compute now? So knowing people that can actually do the coding is uh, fantastic. I agree. For someone getting back to the membership sites for like a doctor or, you know, other professional that says, you know, I hadn't really given it too much thought, but having a membership site, you know, seems like like a really good thing to do. Uh, do you uh, mentor people in how to do the membership sites? Or do you do the DFY just done for you? Or, you know, like, how does that work? If if someone, let's say I said, you know, um, I was thinking of having a membership site and, and this is the idea or structure behind it, but I have no clue as to how to proceed Do you know, do you help people with that?
0: I, I do. So like my, my kind of the, the obvious uh, focus is we have a, a program called membership cube, which is a do it yourself, but I, on a case by case basis, I can meet. And so the th- the thing with uh, figuring out a membership site is I think especially for your first, I don't want to say a tent, but your, you know, your, your, your first membership site, make it a course. And a lot of people have this idea of a membership site as like something that somebody pays monthly for, like maybe someone will join and pay for like, like monthly health tips or something like that. And that's a, that's a, an easy way to set yourself up for failure. And, and, and this is not a popular opinion. Like a lot of people will not will not teach this. Uh, but from all the things I've seen, I very strongly believe that for, for doctors especially, make a 30-day program and make it a, a one-time fee. Make it $50, make it $250. And in fact, maybe even make it Another another unpopular opinion. Make it a little on the the lower end, cheaper side at first to test the waters, test the market, and then increase the price as you go, as you get confidence, as you as you uh, see sales, and as you and just to like add some scarcity, right? Because if if something is uh, fifty dollars and you're about to raise it to seventy five dollars, well, I need to get on that right now to uh, you know before the price goes up. And I think that the the thing that a lot of people forget is that your customers are there to to get their problem solved. And if you're a doctor and you're solving health issues, I mean, maybe, maybe they're overweight, maybe they're stressed out, maybe they have like reproduction problems, like who knows what it is, they're there to solve their problem. So if you're saying, well, you need to join this monthly site and we'll, you know, do do something every month, I'm thinking, well, how many months will it take me to get my problem solved? And so I think that having this kind of a, this idea of 30 days, and if if there if there was a, like a module every week, so if there was like, you know, four modules or maybe four modules and then one, one thing at the end, then... Uh, then maybe your your brain would start to formulate, okay, if a a patient came to me with this problem I'm looking to solve, what would I tell them on week one? And what would I do to give them an easy win? And so that way they could see some easy early results and then they would be motivated to uh, keep going. And then maybe- on week two, you say, well, now that we've got that easy problem solved, we'll get to something more long-term that this is really uh, kind of the the really important thing. But now that we got the, the low hanging fruit out of the way, and then maybe by by week three, now you're getting into like maybe the more advanced subjects or getting into like things that are more longer term. And then on, on week four, uh, maybe you get to like a, an example or a case study or a success story so that you can see of like someone else who did it. And then other, things in there to, uh, to make sure that, that this plan succeeds so that this problem does not come back, or at least you can maintain it. And, and, and so basically that, and that's kind of the way I think of, of a course is having uh, like four modules uh, like that in that structure I just described. And within each of those, you use this WWHW structure again. So if you say, well, uh, it'll take me uh, you know, 60 minutes or 90 minutes to explain uh, this, this concept of like easy wins for weight loss. If maybe like you're used to giving a, a lecture or something for 60 or 90 minutes, then start off with the, the why and the problem that led you to this, then the what, the tools to solve it, how to, the steps that you'll put in order, and then what if, and, and, and the what if in the context of a course is transitioning to the next module. So if you say module one is on this, you walk them through all these steps and then near the tail end of module one, you kind of slowly get into what module two is all about. And this way you have uh, something where it's, it, it's easy to, to convince someone to buy it because it's a single payment, it's a 30 day plan. So they kind of have an idea of, you know, how things will look differently in 30 days. And then it's easy enough to step through because every week, if they have an hour to set aside, they can go through it. And then one module leads to the next. And so this way it kind of, it applies to any topic that you have. And it's something that is not a huge undertaking for you, right? You, you have a, a, a plan, you start on this course, you make it, you make some sales. Now you don't have to say, well, I need to come up with new topics every month. It's a 30 day course it's done. And then you see what happens.
1: This is really a great tip, Robert, because as you pointed out from the beginning, most people just view a membership site as, you know, an ongoing, never ending, pay a certain fee, and you're just part of like the club. Um, And they don't really think of an online course as being part of a or a, a membership site all on its own. So I, I think this is a great tip because I think that um, doctors can uh, think of the one thing that they need to teach their patients more than anything else. And the one thing that their patients want to know more than anything else, it, it really makes you know, like having this program very approachable.
0: And um, the way that I I treat many, many new projects, I treat them as experiments. And you don't know if the idea you have for for your course or even like your book or something, you don't know how these ideas will pan out. Uh, Life will always surprise you. And the things that you think are great ideas, maybe the world isn't ready for that yet. And some things that you think are are not needed or obvious, maybe everybody wants that. And so I think by having this mindset of, it's an experiment, let me put this out there, let me see how it sells and then uh, examine the data. That's very doctorly, right? That's very scientific is is let let me make this hypothesis and, and see what the results are. And then if I get the results I want, then I can repeat that, that makes logical sense to me
1: absolutely and i certainly appreciate not only you pointing it out to me but to our listeners um, before we go are there uh, like two tips that you could give to our listeners in regard to um like why a person should have a podcast or uh how it could get their visibility out more
0: Okay, two two tips about why to have a podcast and how to get your, your visibility out more. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think I can really sympathize with the the problem of, of doctors of of just always spinning always spinning your wheels and always you know going from patient to patient. And like you said at the beginning, like you need to have extra income. And the way to have like passive income, the way to have people always finding you is to have some of this free content where you explain the solutions to some of these problems. I know that sometimes doctors are afraid of dumbing things down too much, or they're afraid of saying just the wrong thing on a podcast and being sued. But, there are people out there that need your help and they need simple advice. And it's a it's a numbers game. And you don't know who's going to come across some podcast recording you made six months ago or some guest appearance you were on, uh, you know, weeks ago. And that might be their like the way that they the path that they find you. And I think that uh, so as far as far as the two tips, I think that number one, Keep it simple and focus on the, the questions that people have. That way you can you know, give them some some easy, simple answers. And number two, I would say, look at what other doctors are doing. And sometimes it's maybe a little bit painful to, uh, to see what everyone else is doing. And maybe it looks like everyone else is doing a better job than you. But I guarantee if you look at, and especially if it's someone who's not in your area and not in your area of expertise, you'll get ideas and you'll see things that you are not doing that you should be doing. And you might even see things that maybe your, your frenemies, your peers, your competitors are not doing. And you can take something that some doctor is doing over in, in Florida and then apply it in, in California. And you'll look like a genius and you'll look like you, you, uh, you came up with something. And so, uh, everyone steals, right? There no original ideas exist, but what makes it original is uh, is applying your own unique your thoughts and opinions on it. And then the way to transform that raw, those raw thoughts in your head is to use this WWH formula, why, what, how to, what if. So don't think about it. Just do it. Make it simple. Get podcasting. And number two, look at what your competitors are doing so that way you can do a better job than they're doing. And better might mean simple. So, so do it and look at competitors.
1: I assume your book is being sold on Amazon. Yes. Um, How can our listeners reach you if they would like to get more advice from you?
0: The best way to reach me is on my podcast page, which is Marketer of the Day. And then the book is at www.book.com.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was really enlightening. This is another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review.